Hello, Roy here. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to The Roy Green Show ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. Justin Trudeau fears, quote, armed conflict in Ukraine, end quote. Other nations are echoing the concern. So is the concern overblown? Although were the world to plunge into warfare, the next question that we ask ourselves in this country is how capable, as far as any necessary equipment is concerned, is Canada's military to hold up its responsibility within the NATO alliance? What are Canada's military strengths and what weaknesses may be exploitable were it to come to combat, perhaps in the far north? I mean, we don't want to think about these things as being possible, but they are. That's why we have a military and we have history that tells us not only are they possible, but they do, in fact, happen. Joining us is Vice Admiral Mark Norman, retired, now former head of Canada's Navy and Vice Chief of Defense Staff. Admiral Norman, it's always an honor to speak with you. Thank you for joining us. Hey, well, good afternoon, uh, Roy, and to you and your listeners. Uh, belated best wishes for 2022. Thank Quite you. A situation quite a situation we've got on the go right now. Yeah, would you would you give us your provide us your assessment of what is is happening really happening between uh on, on the on the Russian Ukraine border? How do you how do you see it? Well, I'm 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 only able to uh see as much as your listeners are in terms of what's in open source reporting. My my sense of this is um this is, uh, at its best, a significant um, posturing event by uh, Putin. Um, and obviously, uh, worst case scenario is that it is, as it's being described by some, as a precursor to an invasion of Ukraine. My instinct tells me that much of the, the uh, strategic objectives um, of Putin and his regime could be achieved without actually invading uh, Ukraine. Um, but, uh, you know, time will tell um, whether they actually want to go through with it or not. And I, I think it's already put him uh, back um, on the international stage. Um, he's got the West, uh, NATO in particular, um, on the defensive. Uh, we're seeing uh, fractures uh, in the alliance with respect to the different capitals having different views on what are or are not the appropriate responses. And, of course, you know, he's playing a long game here in terms of uh, Ukraine and the historic claims by Russia um, that uh, Ukraine is part of Russian territory are are obviously um, uh, not supported by the West. But nonetheless, that's the premise of, of what he's up to. So that there uh, is my view of this. So, so he could be—he's playing. He could be playing a high-stakes game and have no cards. Playing a well, bluff. Well, you know, he's got cards. He's got he's cards. Got yeah, he's got a hundred thousand troops on the border, um, and that represents a significant overmatch in terms of military capability uh, against the forces that are um, able to defend Ukraine. But I'm—I'm I'm not sure. I mean, I—I I, I could be wrong, um, um, but I—I. I, I think he's gonna. I think he's gonna see how far he can push this in the coming days. Okay, Admiral Norman, how do you assess Canada's military capability? I'm not talking about the uh, the uh, fighting capability and the the determination and the patriotism and the commitment of our troops. I'm talking about what they've been provided with to fight. How capable are we? 
if it were to come down to it at some point, even if it were in the Arctic, how capable are we of properly uh, defending our territory and standing up to our NATO commitments? Well, in the context of uh, the Ukrainian discussion, of course, anything that we would do would be part of um, a NATO response. And in that in that context, um, we're able to provide reasonable um, levels of uh, representative capability. And uh, it's it, it could be described by some as token capability, but I think the capabilities that we would provide would, in fact, and are um, capable. We just don't have a lot of them. And I think that that's probably the, the, the key takeaway for your listeners is um, we have um, good equipment. You've already talked about the caliber um, of the men and women who serve, but ultimately uh, our biggest challenge is capacity, uh, bench strength, to put it in a sports um, analogy. And um, we really couldn't really push a lot out uh, at the same time. And as it, specific to your question about the Arctic, uh, and this has been an area of um, concern for decades. Um, our capabilities are um, less than modest uh, in many respects. And, uh, you know, this is an area where Russia is unquestionably, unquestionably the dominant military power in the Arctic at the moment. You're the reason that our Navy, and you were the commander of the Navy, you're the reason that our Navy is more than just a, a shore patrol Navy because you made sure that we had a supply ship. And most Canadians know the story, and, and we thank you for all that you did, Admiral. We always will. Um, but where do we need, where do we need um, better equipment? We, we talk, you know, we bought um, out-of-date and uh, tired jet fighters from Australia. We have those four submarines that were bought from the U.K. The less said about them, the better, I think. Uh, what do we need? What's, what's number one on the shopping list for the military? Well, um, the problem is it's a very lengthy shopping list, as you're alluding to in your question. And, uh, you know, pretty much uh, every significant capability um, the military has um, is either long overdue for replacement or um, it will need replacement, um, you know, in the coming decade or two. As far as immediate priorities are concerned, I, I think the the way they're mapped out at the moment is is accurate. I think we need to get this fighter decision made, and we need to move on with that as quickly as possible. We need to get the design of the next uh, class of uh, surface surface combatants for the Navy locked down and start building those. Um, there's a whole series of projects that uh, the Army and the other branches are waiting for. Um, the shopping list is is endless, and and this is part of the problem, Roy. To your to your point, is that there's an expectation that you know you, you you can put a big push on and deliver a bunch of stuff, and then you can forget about it for another decade or two, and that's just not the case. The stuff is continuously in need of um, replacement for a variety of reasons. A, it gets old. B, it's no longer combat effective. And C, the technologies. Um, that uh, are out there on the battlefield are changing really quickly and we need to keep up. So those are the biggest problems. And then, of course, we don't have enough people to, uh, to make it all work. Yeah, so we, uh, we have a job to do and have to have 
commitment from the federal government. Military procurement has, in this country historically, other than in World War II, when we ended the, the war, we were, I think, the, what was it, the third or fourth largest naval power in the world, and we, we did a tremendous work. But we always seem to be reluctant to provide our military with what it needs because you don't need them until you do need them. Admiral, uh, I, I hope we can talk again and, and carry this on and, uh, and, and get to specific um, items that we require. I'd like to talk to you about the Navy one day. You, you know, you were, the, you were the boss. I was the lowest rank possible ordinary seaman standard. So <laughs> I will defer, sir, to anything you say. Well, you probably got some good ideas. I know some of the best ideas I got for were from some of the junior folks I work with. So anyway, well, thank you, Roy, and all the best to you and your listeners, as I said. And let's let's hope uh, that this situation sorts itself out and um, we're, we're not on the brink of, uh, of something uh, frightening. If you want to hear more, subscribe to The Roy Green Show on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever you find your favorites. And if you like what you hear, leave us a review and tell a friend. I'm Roy Green. Have a great weekend.